How's it going, Fuel for Life Nation? Welcome to the 68th episode of the Fuel for Life podcast. My name is Bogdan Kipko, and this is the podcast dedicated to fueling your faith in the one who gives faith. And I'm convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. And so my goal is to help you realize the promise of God's gospel for every part of your life. If you've been a part of the of the Fuel for Life Nation for quite some time, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you're new to the Fuel for Life Nation, welcome. You're joining a national and international community of people who want to grow their faith, become more productive, and love Jesus more than ever before. So thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing. One of the easiest and greatest ways to consume all the audio content on the Fuel for Life podcast is through the incredible app that was launched recently. You can check it out on the Apple App Store. Just search for Fuel for Life. And if we're not yet connected, I would love to connect with you on Snapchat and on Instagram. Find me there and you'll see a little glimpse into my life. So without any further introductions, let's get into today's content where we're going to talk about six ways to stay focused during a busy season. I just came out of a super busy season in my life where there was significantly more on my plate than usual. And I found that when you encounter a busy season in your life, your main priorities or things that actually get you the most important results in your life, they go by the wayside and you begin to neglect them because other more important matters take precedence. You're too busy focused on putting out fires and usually the first things to go are the most important things to go. So what, what begins to get neglected when you're, when you're in a busy season? You're, you begin to eat a ton of junk food, you stop exercising, you stop reading your Bible, you stop praying as often as you did before, you stop going to church, you stop going to community group, and you begin to neglect the most important people in your life, such as your spouse, your children, your friends, because all these other things are vying for your attention. So let me give you an example. Let's say something happens in your life that's radically alters your schedule. Let's say that you transition into a different career. You start a new business, you just had kids, you started school, you're getting over an illness, you moved from one place to another. All these things bring with themselves collateral damage that affects every part of your life. Now, maybe right now you're in that season and you feel like you have no breathing room and you're being crushed by the weight of responsibility on your shoulders. I want to provide you some hope. Here's what you have to do. Number one, acknowledge that you don't have it all together and that is okay. You don't have to be crushing it always. You must have an ebb and a flow to your life. I love this story in the Gospel of Mark with Jesus and disciples. They were on a boat and a storm arose. And the Bible says this, immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. When evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost, and they cried out. 
For they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. He got into the boat with them and the wind ceased. And they were utterly astounded. Here's the thing. The great miracle here is not that Jesus walked on water, but that Jesus walked at all toward the disciples. The principle that we need to understand is that we need an encounter with Jesus and his presence much more than we need another storm-stilling miracle. This is why Jesus often doesn't save you from the storm, because he wants to come and save you amidst the storm. So that's the first thing. Admit that you're not okay, and that's okay. God allows this breathing room. His grace is enough for whatever you're going through. Second way to stick focused, to stay focused is to stick to your daily routines. Craig Rochelle says this, the absence of strategic habits generates bad habits. An undisciplined life never leads to productivity or progress. If you don't put the right disciplines in place, one day you're going to find yourself telling a story you never wanted to tell, end quote. Healthy routines are the first thing to go during a busy season, and we must fight against complacency and laziness. It's much easier to order Uber Eats instead of cooking a healthy meal. It's much easier to binge on Netflix instead of pushing further towards the goal you set for yourself this year. When you're stressed, when you're overworked, your mind craves brainless activity, and this is why often people say, I'm so tired, I just want to rest my brain. But this actually does the exact opposite. By sticking to your daily routines, this creates health within your ecosystem because it allows you to continue exercising those parts of your life that produce the greatest lasting effects. Routines are the place that separate those that reach their goals and those that fall short. I love what one pastor said. He said, pray when you don't feel like it, pray when you least feel like it, pray until you feel like it. I believe this is a great banner under which to live. And what are your routines? I don't know what they are for you. But for me, it's important to spend time with my wife. It's important for me to have a family dinner. It's important for me to be with my church community. It's important for me to pray. It's important for me to read my Bible. It's important for me to eat healthy. All those are important routines. So regardless of the craziness that is going on in my life, those routines are fixed and they should not be altered. This is why we can stay focused even during a busy season if we stick to our routines. Number three, Focus on crushing it in the small things. And by the way, when I say crushing it, I just mean excelling or succeeding at whatever it is that you're doing. Far too often, we are stressed out because we overestimated what we can accomplish in one day and we grossly underestimated what we can accomplish in one year. I remember about a decade ago, I used to write out these multiple page resolutions every new year. I would have categories and subcategories and bullet points. And about a month into the year, I already knew I wasn't going to accomplish all of them. And I got super frustrated and I abandoned many of them altogether. 
So what my wife and I started doing is we started creating one vision statement for the entire year that we as a family would want to accomplish. And then everything we did, it would fit under that vision statement umbrella. Two years ago, we had a vision statement with only one word. It was focus. And we aggressively pursued clarity and focus in each part of our life. We diagnosed what was weighing us down and what was giving us the most life-giving energy. And we focused on that. When we did that, everyone around us benefited. Anyone can find at least 10 to 15 minutes of solid routines they can do every day, regardless of how busy or stressed you are. And the thing is that how you do one thing in your life is how you do everything in your life. So if you even have one or two or three small, simple routines that are fixed in your life, those are creating a ripple effect for every single other part of your life. Number four, major on the majors and minor on the minors. Busy seasons tend to skew everything and make problems seem bigger than they actually are. So Continue to fight against making everything a big deal by majoring on the majors. For me, this meant having dinner with every night with my family because this gives me life. This gives me purpose. This gives me energy. We can all reconnect and talk about how our lives are doing. I won't allow work or a phone call or a text message to undermine or interrupt this time because ultimately that time determines everything else I do in any other time. Because Everything is urgent to everybody. So set up priorities, boundaries that will serve as a hedge to protect the health and well-being of you personally and your family. I believe this is the only way that you're going to be super useful and beneficial to people in your life. Remember, when you as a person get healthier in your life priorities, everyone around you gets healthier. The fifth way you can stay focused is understanding this concept that staying is the new going. Instead of thinking that you want to leave your job when it gets tough or you don't like your boss or your hours that you're working or you say you want to leave your church just because you didn't like one sermon or something the pastor said or someone, some, something someone said in the church, you and your family come together and you commit to staying somewhere for a season whether that's one year, five years, whatever you decide, whatever whatever the Holy Spirit um, uh, sways you to do. That way, your decision of leaving or staying is not based on emotional outbursts or one-off events, but rather you say to yourself that regardless of how we feel or what is happening, we will stay for this long because we believe that if God put us in this place for this season, he will show us when the next season will start. And the last thing that you can do to stay focused during a busy season is suffocate negativity with passionate worship. In the Gospel of Mark, there's a story when Jesus took three of his disciples up to a mountain where he was transfigured before them. There, Jesus wanted to teach them and show them a very important lesson that 
they didn't need a religious ritual in order to experience the presence of God. What they needed was to worship God. So Jesus, in essence, is the new tabernacle of God dwelling with humanity. And in that story on the Mount of Transfiguration, this was the first time that someone was in the presence of God, but they didn't die. So Jesus was in effect teaching. Moses is gone. Elijah is gone, and Jesus is the bridge over the gap between God and humanity. So when the cloud came down, not only did the disciples not die, they were surrounded and embraced by the brilliance of God. They hear God the Father speaking of his love for the Son, and suddenly the cloud goes away and they're left standing there. And what just happened? They experienced worship. James, Peter, John, they experienced worship. Worship is a preview of the thing that all of our hearts are longing for, whether we know it or not. We seek it in our relationships, in our spouse, in our friends, in our careers, in our stuff. But worship is not just believing. Before Peter, James, and John went to the mountain, they already believed in God. Peter had said, you are the Christ. But now they sensed it, they experienced it. They just experienced what we all desire and crave, the very presence of God. So the antidote to your neediness that you need constant affection or validation from other people, and this suffocates people, and this negativity stifles our growth in our life. What we need is passionate, all in, nothing held back, worship of the living God, Jesus Christ. It's one thing to know that God loves you amidst your busy season, but it's entirely different to experience this love. And to experience it, you must engage in worship. You must go to the mountain so you can withstand the valley. But the road to glory is going to lead you through the valley of suffering. And even amidst a busy and stressful season, you must combat your worry with worship and your negativity with a narrow focus on worshiping God with all your being. So there you have it, Fuel for Life Nation. We talked about six ways to stay focused during a busy season. I hope you were encouraged by this. I hope you were inspired by it. I believe in you. God will get you through what you're going through. And if you know somebody in your life that would be encouraged by this particular podcast, please send it their way. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving a rating and a review of the podcast on iTunes. And until next time, remember that before God will do a great work through your life, He wants to first do a great work in your life. And there is hope, and His name is Jesus. Let my words be life. Let my words be true.